Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we get Justice Society World War II coming at us with the brand new DCU movie. And you know what? I really have to say, this is like probably one of the best DCU movies I think I've ever seen in like their entire run. Yeah, like, I'll say this, you know, anyone who's listened to the show for a while knows that we really look forward to these animated DC movies. And this one right here, I remember seeing the trailer, I'm like, oh, I bet that's going to be cool. I look forward to it. Mm -hmm. And it was, yeah, you're right. It's one of the best ones to come out. And I... I have, like, one little complaint, and we'll get to it near the end. It's not a big deal, but, you know, it, I'm going to say this is probably somewhere in, the, like, their top five or top ten for me. Yeah, I would definitely say it's easily became, like, a top ten one. And so, and it's, like, it is that kind of one where, like, you know, yeah, you see, like, the initial trailer, and you're like, okay, cool, World War II looks sweet, kind of, you know, Wonder Woman's kind of the main star, sort of there with Flash and so on like that. You know, you got some of these other characters and what have you. You're like, oh, it's probably going to be pretty darn cool, you know? But it's one of those ones where it's just like, I think it just like, surprisingly, it's like they put like that extra effort into this one more than I feel some of the other ones, you know, because it seems like you get the DCU ones, you get the ones where it's like they're taking like, you know, the classic story. So they're going to put, you know, more time, more effort, really like smooth it out, really, you know, do this well and so on. Then there's kind of like the ones where I feel like there's like the experimental DCU ones, you know, where they try something and it's either they work or they're they're, they're okay. You know, you, you get like either... You know, something pretty cool, or you get, like, a Batman ninja, or you get, like, uh, you know, even, like, something like, um, this one I felt was kind of like Mill the Road, but there was that, um... Justice League the Bruce, Fatal Five? Well, was that the Bruce Tim one, where, like, they all had, like, the alternative versions of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman? Oh, Gods and Monsters. Yeah, Gods and Monsters. You get ones like that, where it's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool, it's different, but, you know, kind of, you know, that's definitely, like, in the experimental kind of realm. Yeah, and this one, I feel like it has... I mean, it's kind of experimental because, you know, Just Society sounds like such a weird... I think this is a couple of things. We'll get into the actual plot in a little while, but I feel like it's a combination of things. Like, I feel like it's the Justice Society themselves are kind of like... And when you first hear it, you just think, oh, Justice League. I think people who don't know comics, like, that's just another name for the Justice League or something, right? And I don't think maybe, maybe there is some other period where like the com in the comics where she was part of it, but I don't think Wonder Woman ever was a member of the Justice Society. But to help sell it, I get why they threw her on there. You know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. with now with the World War One movie, like okay, so we could throw her in World War Two now also. And then the idea of Flash going back in time. I mean, this is a little bit of two things. This is them kind of like preparing people for I think. The anime, the, the the Ezra Miller Flash movie, where it's apparently a little based off of um, Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of that, and then I think it's also kind of like coasting off of Wonder Woman in that aspect, and hoping to confuse people thinking it's a Justice League movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't think it has all that kind of going with it. I think um, you know Wonder Woman. I think nowadays can be you because it used to be a time period where like Wonder Woman, you couldn't almost have her star in a movie. It was like, ah, oh, she ain't gonna be able to sell it and whatnot. You know what I mean? Because Batman was always the go-to for it. Just be like, well, we got this, but, uh, you know, how are we gonna sell it? You slap Batman on the cover, people will buy it, you know? But I think nowadays <laughs> you can slap Wonder Woman on the cover of these things, and she can kind of do what Batman used to do. Like, I'm, I'll, I'll say this, like, if this movie was probably made two years ago, I bet you Batman would have been in there. Wonder Woman might have been there, too, but I bet you they would have found a way to, like, put Batman on there. But it's actually kind of surprising. It's like, hey, you pretty much have a Justice League movie that doesn't have to have Batman in it. Yeah, and it's also, they did a good job. I mean, a lot of these movies, you don't really go in expecting a twist. And, and when there is a twist, you usually see it coming from a mile away because you know the comics. Mm-hmm. But they actually get a couple of twists in here. Like, oh, wow, I'm so glad they didn't advertise that because that, that legitimately caught me off guard. Yeah, there was multiple twists in here where I actually thought it was going a different direction. And then it's like, oh, that's what's going on. That's actually kind of cool, you know? So the fact that, like, they got some good just, like, straight-up filmmaking, like, surprises coming in here um, just really, like, makes it have that extra edge to it where, like, you really do think it's going one direction. And it's kind of like, I mean, I know this gets into, like, sort of spoilers, but, like, when you get to that part where you find Clark Kent back in, like, the olden days and, you know, he's going by... um Shakespeare, or Shakespeare. What. Yeah. and you know it's just like you know because Flash he was literally just like hanging out with Clark and Metropolis you know fighting Brainiac you know and next thing you know he goes to stop a kryptonite bullet and then by running towards it like 
he gets shot back in time, but it's like he, he actually. And the interesting thing is, he doesn't go back in time. He goes to an alternate dimension, you know. So it's got multiple toots of things going on. But when he finds Clark and the other one, at first it's like, oh shit, dude, did you get warped back here too? Like, what the hell happened and so on. And then it's like, because I remember I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's not that Clark. Then is Clark just is he kind of like in the sense just really old or something like that? Like, and he just doesn't age. <laughs> like it's it's obviously because you know you're used to Clark, he's still kind of age. Just like you know you look like Kingdom Come or something like that. But yeah, and then yeah. it's like oh no, it's it, this is where the alternate world starts to kind of appear. It's just he's just in a different timeline. Uh, now to uh, I guess a quick correction of something I said. I'm on Wikipedia right now, and at some point. It have, they have their original lineup, and these are all, you know, Dr. Fate, Our Man, the Spectre, Adam, Flash, Green Lantern, Old Flash, Old Green Lantern. It goes on. There's a lot of other people on here. Uh, the three last ones they have on here, or three of the last ones they have on here, are Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. So I guess maybe when they're still figuring out their teams back in the four, late 40s, early 50s, mm-hmm. they're like, maybe we will put the Justice League, make them separate from the Justice Society. There's still that time probably figuring it out. Continuity wasn't as important, you know? So um, I guess so by cheat, by, by kind of throwing um, Superman and Wonder Woman in there, they're not really cheating so much. Well, it's also that one, too. I, I know that like with Justice League back in the day, like Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman technically weren't a part of it at first. It was because, like, whoa, 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 that's our big sellers. We're not just going to throw them. Like, no, no, we want the kids to buy each one individually. God forbid they get a comic book that has all the characters in one. They'll be getting a deal. <laughs> you know, we'll use them for a special occasion. That's the only time that they'll appear in there, you know. So th- there was, like, that time where it's just like, no, 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 you saved, you saved the big heavy hitters for their own books. Well, even, like, Justice League... Um... The one where the the first Justice League where they're fighting Starro on the cover, mm-hmm. Batman and Superman are in that, but they actively chose just to keep them off the cover because like they're obviously going to sell it. Let's try and get people to read like Flash, the new Green Lantern, Wonder Woman. They're trying to do that, so mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting, you know. At a time when you think they'd be like, like you know, fuck it, no, that's going to sell, that's going to sell. These are the only two that are going to sell. They're just like, no, 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 just just let, let's try and give the others a chance, you know. So. Um, like Martian Manhunter, who the fuck is that? You know, so you know he's because he dates back all the way to Detective Comics. He's in like so. Mm-hmm. Um, but this going back to this movie though, I think that this right here, this was one that legitimately caught me off guard. Of I figured it'd be good, but I didn't. I wasn't expecting to be at, at, like because it's almost three different movies in one. It starts off as like a um kind of like something in the vein of like the dirty dozen and um uh like where eagles dare mm-hmm. then becomes kind of like u571 for a second and then like one of those kind of like pulpy like in the you know in the center of the earth but not really the center of the earth but kind of like that kind of vibe it's like oh we're in atlantis now and then we jump over to oh now we're now we're stopping nazi crabs from destroying uh new york yeah our yeah, Metropolis, wherever the hell they were supposed to be at. Well, at first I was like, they were just at the Bermuda Triangle. Like, wouldn't they be at, like, at Florida now? Like, yeah, but nobody cares about Florida. We're not, we're going farther I up. think that'd be cool to actually, the idea of them fight, because that's, uh, you never see them fighting, like, in Miami or any, anything like that. Like, in 1940s art, because all that was very Art Deco, like, architecture. So, the idea of them fighting in a 1940s Miami. I think that sounds like a cool idea. Yeah, because like, it, it would have made more sense, because they were literally just right there in the Bermuda Triangle, like... What, like why are they going so far north? I kind of thought that's the only thing that kind of threw me off a little bit. But um, that was like a small complaint. Like there's a little too much travel going on there. I, I think it's, it's unnecessary. But yeah, you could have had a little bit different look. But yeah, it is really like I think that's kind of the neat thing though is it's like it stays like multiple pictures at once, not just straight up. Even though it's in the title, it's World War Two. It's not straight up that. And I, this is the other thing I will say. This movie, like I like how. This is something that started. Like, I, I noticed it like about the last five years. Is that we'll get World War II stuff and people will pull swastikas out of it. And it's like, dude, are you serious? Like, you're fighting Nazis. What do you expect to see in the background? Like, when you're at Nazi bunker, and this one still keeps them in there. Like, they even in the the Blood Rain remasters, they took out the swastikas in that game. It's like, dude, you're playing a mature rated, you know, gory video game. Like, why would you take the swastikas out of there? You know what I mean? Like, that's part of the aesthetic of it. Like, I, I think that's like. Like that thing where like you don't want to do that weird thing where you go like hey let's try to erase history you know because it's like 
that becomes the whole problem is if you erase things like that and so on, you don't tell people like straight up like what's going on here. Like you, you, it's like Hawkman like, died fighting Nazis, and now you want to take that away. Yeah, exactly. Be like, oh, well, he was just killed by, oh, well, I don't know, put the plus sign up. You know, people, you know, a plus sign's not <laughs> offensive to anybody. Because that's, like, a lot of times what you'll see, like, in certain, like, things where it's like, oh, turn that, if you just shave the size of the swastika off, it's a plus sign, you know. It's positive. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yeah. So I'm glad this one doesn't, like, it's like, no, they're like, no, it's, fuck you, it's Nazis, and that's who they are, that's who we're fighting. We're not going to try to, like... And I've even seen it like certain things where like they, they almost kind of like tiptoe around even calling them Nazis. Like you know they're ah oh, they're 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 bad Germans. Yeah, bad. No, well let's not call them Germans. That might be offensive too. They're they're, uh, they're misguided Germans. <laughs> I feel like um, it's one of those things where I feel like this was this wasn't trying to do anything like too deep. It just like yeah Nazis are bad. Now let's have this adventure story. But it was more like all the small. I'm not trying to sound like an art school student here or anything, but it was more like the small little camaraderie they would have with one another. Like, I feel like each character felt really well-defined of the team. Mm -hmm. I was a little sad we didn't have Sandman, Starman, or Dr. Midnight. Yeah. But I get there's only so many characters you can do, because it's not like they've all had a movie leading up to this. It's like, okay, we have this many characters. We then got to get across all their all their baggage and all their all their details, and then we still got to have an emphasis on Flash and Wonder Woman. Yeah, well, it's one of those ones, like, because I will say that's the thing, is that they do throw in more of the heavy hitters, and there's just a couple of, like, the kind of the oddball characters, you know? Like, you get Hour Man, which, like, that's almost, like, one of the coolest parts, because you just, like, I don't think I've ever seen Hour Man in any of these DCU movies. He was in, I haven't seen it, but I saw him in promotional work. I think he's in that, um... There's that Stargirl show on... It was on the DC Oh, well, I was not talking about the animated ones, not, like, just... Oh, animated, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. no, I haven't seen him. Maybe he was, like, in the background in Justice League Unlimited or something. But, like, I don't think I've ever seen him in any of this stuff either. Yeah, so, yeah. It's one of those ones. So the idea of having him in there, that's kind of a cool character. Because, I mean, he's, like, one of those, like, sort of, like... A, he almost reminds me of, like the DC version of, like, creating the super soldier serum, but it only lasts... I, I like the idea how there's, like, a timer on it. Even though it doesn't really do it much in this movie, but it's, like, the fact that it's, like, hey, you get this super strength and powers, but it's only gonna last an hour. So it's almost, like, how, how long can your body, like, hold out on this? The only thing... There's, like, I guess there's two... I guess spoilers ahead. There's only, like, really two things with this movie that... And one of them's... The first one's not even a problem. It's more of a preference. Mm-hmm. I wish this movie was a little longer. That way we get more of a chance to expand on more of these characters. Characters like Our Man. I, I feel like I got the gist of him while we were there, and it was interesting, and he was a good character. Uh, but I would have liked to see more of them, and maybe that would have given us time to even have like one or two more characters on the team. Uh, Black you know, Canary. Just, I was going to say, it's, I it's funny, though, because this movie's like one of the longest DCU ones at the same time, too. Because it's like an hour and 26 minutes, you know, when like the normal ones are like an hour and 10, give or take. Yeah, I, I just feel like the average, not the average DCU movie, but the average, um, the average superhero movie by now is like two hours to two and a half hours. So I feel like that in these movies, they're able to in these animated ones, they're able to get so much information in there. There's just something on animation, we're able to condense info. Yeah, and they're able to get so much in there. I'm like, God, if only they had like another twenty minutes to really flesh thing this thing out. This thing would be probably better than like. I still think this is better than the majority of the live-action superhero movies that come out. So, um, and that's someone who likes a lot of those. Mm -hmm. um, I was going to say, there's another example I was going to make. Oh, with, like oh, Black yeah. Canary? Oh, Black Canary, I thought she was awesome. I liked how she was basically, like, she's kind of like one of the things that remind you, this is kind of like Dirty Dozen. Like, she's almost, like, doing this to shave off some time off her prison sentence for getting into bar fights all the time. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, I, I think that's a cool concept right there. So I like how they're this weird ragtag team that's off the books, and she's the one who's a little, like, disenfranchised with everything. Um, the other thing that I have a little bit of a problem with, and I understand this goes into the time aspect that I was talking about, I think it's cool they're fighting Aquaman at the end, because Aquaman is taken over by Psycho Pirate. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a good way to do that. But when Aquaman snaps out of it, he's just like, what have I done? Oh no! And goes back to the. <laughs> I love how he just set. like, oh shit! I gotta get out of here. Yeah, he's like, oh fuck! Oh fuck! 
Call the porpoises! Call the porpoises! He just hops someone, gets the fuck out of there. It's drive, like, drive, 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 drive! <laughs> so. I don't know why, but this kind of reminds me because there's another moment in this one where they just fucking leave, like, literally, like, and then this goes towards towards the end, but like when Barry's stopping the bullet that's gonna kill Superman from Brainiac and whatnot, and then like when he goes back in time at the very end and he like spins that bullet around and just shoots and blows Brainiac's brains just pure out. I mean, I know they're robot brains, but still, let's be honest. He just blew his brains out, and then Superman's like, "Yo, let's get the fuck out of here!" Like, uh, I don't deal with corpses. <laughs> Uh, Brainiac, I, I feel like you can get away. Go, oh, he's a robot. He's not like, a real person, Whoa, dude. Flash, shit. Because it's like it's almost like most ones. Nobody's really a team. It's like it's like we. I met this guy like the other day. You know, like we we mm-hmm. have to be next to each other in a urinal, and he said that he had powers, and you know he's getting a little uh, uncomfortably close, telling me his backstory. How his That's dad's not in Barry. jail. He, he... He may Ask be the if fastest. He wanted, if, if, he, if you know, I, I can shake it out. I mean, I'm like, there's no touching involved. I can just vibrate my hands fast enough. <laughs> That's the thing about Barry. He's the fastest man alive. He's not the fastest at picking up social cues. <laughs> but it's just like all those ones. I just thought, like, just sit there, just like, oh shit, dude, you just like, dude, that guy's brains are all. I mean, I know they're robot brains, but they're all fucking all. Let's get the fuck out of here, man. Like, <laughs> I think there is a point because you know, usually they have the we don't kill, we don't kill. Especially when Bruce is around, we really don't kill. But every so often, there are those things where there's a guy on the team that kills, and he kills a few people, and even Batman's like, I don't got time to go over every little guy he kills. You know, so it's like, what was it? There was, um, like, like, even Superman. Granted, this is an alternate universe Superman, and it is also, back in the 40s, I believe he did kill Nazis. So, when Superman's just stomping on each, like, you know, like, Plane. Playing like it's he's playing hopscotch like fuck you fuck you fuck you you know yeah he's just brutally like, murdering people left and right it's like I, I always just had this I hate to say it but I'm like you know these guys didn't know what they were signing up for they're like oh okay I gotta go fly a plane cool at least I won't be on the ground <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize there was gonna be a Superman up there fucking like super marring our like, fucking ships like we're stomping Goombas. on our ships like we're fucking Goombas. <laughs> Yeah, and then like so that that's like one of those things. That's one of those things where like you know what? Even if we were gonna make a thing of it, it's Superman. What the fuck can we do? <laughs> so I feel like every so often they just do that thing where like let's just uh, yeah, Steve, Steve's on the team and he can kill people because he doesn't have superpowers. <laughs> so of course Steve can kill people. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The, the only thing is, I feel like Aquaman kind of got the shaft near the end because he didn't get a moment of redemption. He was just the guy they were fighting. He got snapped out of his little days. And then after that, it was more of like, um, oh, fuck, what have I done? People don't like fish people now. And leaves. I think that there could have been a moment where he got snapped out of it and then he turns on Psycho, mm-hmm. psycho Pirate and goes, mother fucker or like helps them take down the nazis you know what i mean yeah exactly because it kind of just sort of like yeah he just kind of bails you know and it's like it's like well yeah people you know what people are gonna remember they're not gonna remember the nazis showing up they're gonna remember all the fish people showing up (laughs) dude did you hear nazis came by the fucking coney island who gives a fuck about nazis dude a fucking crab man was going through ate my fucking aunt the other day oh shit (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah, fuck no i don't give a shit about the nazis don't worry we got to team up with the Nazis and stop the Atlanteans now. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. It's just going to all switch sides now because they're like, oh, shit, fuck these crab people. <laughs> Aquaman goes back down to his palace and he's trying to, like, he's like this giant palace and he's just in there by himself pacing back and forth like, fuck, 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 fuck. You know, I'm just trying to, like, think of an excuse, like, heads, hands behind his back of his head, like, shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Just one of those ones like that. But um, no, that wasn't me. That was my dickhead brother, Orm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I know, I, I know. The records say he was in jail the whole time, but still, still, <laughs> he's crafty. That asshole. What can I tell you? Yeah. yeah. 
You know, uh, but yeah, the, the other thing too is kind of interesting is they even just have like moments too where like you know like well they'll do sort of like kind of ballsy things in here too like they you know they kill Hawkman now I know like Hawkman's like one of those kind of guys you can kind of kill. He's like well he'll just get reincarnated. Dying's else. his thing sort of aside from being a aside from being a Hawkman, <laughs> dying is kind of his other thing because yes. he'll get reincarnated. It's okay. Like when when do those reincarnations run out? Oh I don't know. They didn't give me an expiration date on them yet. Yeah. But even still, it's like, I feel like you kind of get some of these characters kind of going off, and, you know, they, they give them sort of, like, the moment of, like, oh, shit, it's going down. Or even, like, you got Steve Trevor, like, you know, and he the whole time he's like, oh, I'm just trying to propose to, you know, Wonder Woman, and I'm the dude here who's got no powers, but I still, like, find a way to kick ass and, like, kind of, like, grounded in reality, you know? But even him, towards the end, it's like, dude, he gets, he gets impaled and whatnot, and it's just like, oh, shit, Steve Trevor's going down. It, yeah. it, it gives a nice moment. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's definitely a case too. Black Canary has that moment with um, Hawkman, even where th- that's also the other thing now. Now the really popular thing is to kill off Steve Trevor. For a while, it was like he's always there. He's yeah. always with Wonder Woman. That's that's like, they might have an on and off thing once in a while, but he's always there. But now the thing is, well, we got to make Wonder Woman sad, so we got to kill Steve. Yeah, well, I feel like they do that, and they, they sort of do that thing, because I, I don't know if there's just people out there that go, like, isn't it kind of weird that Wonder Woman just dates a regular fellow? I mean, she's Wonder Woman, you know what I mean? I, I think it's the same way that some people look at Superman and Lois Lane. They're like, yeah, but Lois Lane's just a regular person. Like, shouldn't he have someone more wondrous? I think I can understand doing that for a while, or doing little miniseries, but at the same time, I kind of get, like, it's the, oh, man, like, she sees something... Like, both Superman and Wonder Woman see something in both, like, you know, Lois and Steve. They're like, wow, they kind of surpass most people in one weird way or the other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, but there's another example. Like, there's been a thing recently, like, not just in, um, like, in the comics, like, characters who maybe they die at some point, but they've been alive for majority of the series have been dying off as just because we need some kind of emotional arc. Like, Jonathan Kent has been... Like, you don't want to be... Like, like anytime there's, like, a new, like, Superman show or movie, it's Mm -hmm. like, you don't want to be Jonathan Kent because he's just going to fucking die before he even has a chance to be Superman, it seems. You know, because it happened in Man of Steel. I want to say it happened in a couple of the DCU movies. Not all of them, but a couple of them. I, I feel um, like they always just want to Uncle Ben him a lot more. And yeah. they're like, because it's like one of those ones, I actually personally like it, the Superman stories where Jonathan Kent's still alive. Like, I, I think yeah. that almost seems more, Superman seems like the kind of guy who's like, no, my fa- my family's perfect. <laughs> like, they're still together, you know, they're, they're at home right now baking a cake, you know, like, I feel like that works. I don't think Superman needs like the tragic, like fucking like Daredevil types, like upbringing or anything like that. Because I feel like that's the difference between Superman and like other people. It's like, he doesn't really have that tragedy in life you know like life was pretty fucking good and he just wants to do more good that's one thing lois and clark was actually probably more accurate about than other comic adaptations maybe not everything else but the fact that martha and uh jonathan are still there and like i started watching that new show uh like superman and lois and i like it for the most part the kids are a little kind of fuck oh shit do you have to have the fucking whiny emotional kids that like you know there's a part where they realize their dad is superman like well dad you, you may be the best superhero in the world but you weren't you sure sure as hell weren't sitting here to be a parent he's like oh it's like get fucked oh, you know that, that sounds terrible is that what is yeah. that is that like a live well, action show else, everything else on it's a cw show and it's oh. on hbo max but Everything oh, sounds... else, like the the dynamic between Superman and Lois, the like the action is all really good. Even the dynamic between um, Superman and um, General General Lane, like all that stuff's great. And the idea of like they go to small, they they move back to Smallville after Martha dies. I was going to make my point that Jonathan dies before the show even starts. <laughs> he just have a little. I was raised in Smallville. The one day my dad died, slips up a banana peel down the stairs. <laughs> Dies out in the street of a heart attack. <laughs> just like, a, like just an abrupt, like just walking down the street, just falls over dead. Yeah, just oh, like, and I decided to put on a cape. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I just like when they're alive. I think that's always been the better Superman stories. And this, I, I, they've also been saving Superman. Um, I know, like last episode when we were talking Mortal Kombat, I'm like, why do they keep on hiding the shit that we know is already there? Mm-hmm. 
Um, like, why why do we why are we saving up like Scorpion till the very end of the movie? I'll say I understand why you kind of save Superman towards the end because I think Superman's already in so many things. Yeah, and he also I think this would be all a lot easier with Superman. And on top of that, I kind of like Superman was a bonus for me. I didn't think he was going to be in this. Yeah, I, I actually didn't. Cause it's one of those ones that they didn't slap Superman on the cover. I don't really remember him in any of the teaser trailers or anything like that. You know, I mean, maybe he was there for a split second with that future scene. But, like, I, I liked how, like, yeah, they kind of pull him out. Because I will say, like, a lot of times I will, when it does come to, like, real war and you have superhero characters there, sometimes, because it's even, like, when Wonder Woman, even, like, people just love this. But, like, but when she's fighting just the regular, like, German soldiers and so on like that, like, it's one of those ones people just love that. But it's just, like, you're, you're literally just watching a god just beat on these poor fucking guys that did not know that that was what they were fucking signing up with four weeks ago. <laughs> you know I'm what I mean? Shit, they they needed a fucking in job, with... and this is what they got. <laughs> there is that thing because you know there pro- there there is that thing where um, you know I, it's it's understandable and it's easy to be kind of like make every Nazi like a horrible blood sucking monster in every movie. It's understandable and it's reasonable. But it's, it's but one of those know ones I feel like I look at that and I go. That is just that is a regular guy. That could have been. That's any the point of us. I was going to make, though. I was going to say there are those points, though, where there were guys that were drafted, and from there, it's like, you know, that there's the guy like, holy shit, uh, my, Klaus. T- I didn't even want to go. Klaus talked me into being. I, I got drafted anyway, and here I am. Now I'm fighting some lady who's like, like eight foot five with a fucking shield, like backhanding me into a fucking window. That's like. 20 feet away. Yeah, well, that's what I just think about. Like, some of these guys, it's like, you never know. It's, it got to the point where it's like, hey, I need a job. I'll take anything. I, I feel like one of those ones, like, it's like, those poor guys get desperate. I, I, don't look at it, I don't look at those guys as technically villains. I just feel those guys just signed up for the wrong job that they didn't know what they are getting into. We've all we've all started a job where you thought it was going to be something different, and the next thing you know, you're there, and you're like, shit, this is not what I want to be in. That's just not, not to know, the extreme. I did not know the train was going that direction. Yeah, yeah. so it's just one of those ones. Like, whenever I see those scenes, I just, all, like, I have it the other way around, where everybody's like, yeah, fuck, he's beat up on Nazis. I just go, those poor bastards, those poor guys. I feel like I'm just like, one of those ones, like, it's like looking at, like, like that you know whenever you see anybody who just has a really shitty job and you're just like i feel so bad for that guy like that's that, he didn't want that in life i know it <laughs> he just was dealt a bad hand i don't real i i'll say this if you end up in like movies i get why we're killing that I, oh I yeah totally well i get, get, I get like and, the overallness like is the villain but i just when it gets down to like the ground like the blue collar ground level you know what i mean like the, those poor bastards that's what i always just think of the guy who's just like, I didn't sign up for this shit. There's yeah, you know, like you know what I mean? It's just one of those. I mean, it, it goes for any side in any war. There's just, there's the poor bastard conscripts that, yeah, they just did not know what they were getting into, no matter what it is. And then it's like, here comes fucking Superman, like, hot plane hopscotch on your fucking plane. Yeah, well, it's, it's like in The Watchmen, you know what I mean? When you get, like, the poor, like, Viet Cong guys. They didn't know that there was just gonna be a naked blue guy vaporizing them. Like, they didn't <laughs> sign up for that. <laughs> <laughs> you see a giant blue dick swing in, like, the no one, that's your death. It's the last thing you see before you're vaporized. Yeah. <laughs> and then you well, know that there's going to be some well, comedian guy going to get your, like, sister pregnant and then not care but to take care of her. <laughs> well, well, Smashing Pumpkin song plays in slow-mo behind you. Oh, yeah. In, yeah. But, um... um no, th- th- that's something that this, this mo- that this movie does a pretty good job of, of just... Even though it's a World War II story, it's a superhero story, it goes directions you don't expect it to go. Mm-hmm. Like, how for a minute it almost kind of becomes like, well, like, it comes like, where Eagle's there. We're like, okay, we gotta go in, we gotta save Dr. Fate. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, they got him strapped up to, like, I like the level there's, like, the torture device where it's just, like, in Flash looks, he's like, that's not what I think it is, is it? Where it's just, like, the guy would just be hanging out there strapped up with his nuts hanging down for God knows what. Yeah. <laughs> well, then there's also the there's the other part where um, that same area. Well, when they first realize who uh, Shakespeare really is, I can even I didn't even put together that was Clark Kent. For a minute, I thought that maybe because I don't remember his alias, I don't remember his names. There's been more than one Doctor Fate, but mm-hmm. for a minute, I thought maybe that was Doctor Fate, and the bullets didn't kill him because you know it's fate that he lives longer or some shit like that. Yeah. And then when he said his name was Clark Kent, I was like, oh, never mind. There there goes that theory. 
Or I thought it was somebody else. I didn't think it was going to be um, Superman right off the bat. Even though Barry says, you look familiar. And who else has he interacted with, you know? It's, it's not Iris. So um, by, yeah. by, by, you know, lodging out anything else it could possibly be, it's got to be him. Well, there was like that weird like boy that was just sitting on the bed like holding the package. And he had like the Superman costume in there. Like, which I'm really still not too sure. How does that boy have that costume? <laughs> I was wondering that yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, T- Timmy, hold on to this for me. I might need it someday. Well, I thought it was also interesting. They also were trying to make it be, like, aside from having the vibe of kind of like, you know, a 70s World War II movie, it also had, like, the opening was even kind of like a 1940s style or 1950s style World War II movie were just kind of like the opening credits and the way it all looked, you know? Yeah, because it went for, like, real old school, like the ones that you see, like, almost like the World War II movies that are made during World War II. Like, mm-hmm. that that kind of style of movie. Or even, like, the ones that sort of follow right afterwards, like the John Wayne ones and so on, like The Longest Day and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, no, I, I like that kind of aesthetic that they had to it, that they, they just kept it real. Like, the thing is, is, like, they just treated it, like, really like you were almost making, like, I, I know it's in a sense, not really, like, what it was, but it almost reminded me, like, it was meant to, like, sell to, like, your grandparents, almost. Even though I know that that still was, like, you know, pushing it, but, like, it kind of had just that feel, like, no, 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 we're, we're not gonna try to, like, you know, weenie around this or any of this kind of stuff. Like, it's gonna be a full-on, it's like a World War Two movie and so on, and then just the, the stakes just get kind of higher and higher as it goes on, and then, you know, then it becomes kind of like a kaiju movie, but, the, you know, that works out. Well, I even like how our man, he's like, I don't give up. We don't surrender. We're American. Well, that's the other thing, too, is I, I liked how it brought back a lot more, like, the American spirit. Like, even at the very end, like, when Barry Allen's, like, truth, justice, and the American way, I'm like, shit, they haven't said that in, like, ten plus years, if not even longer than that. Like, because for some reason, like, it was, like, bad for Superman to be American for the longest time. And it's like, I'm glad that that actually came back, because I'm like, no. That that is who Superman is. He is he, he's literally all American. That's like that's who him and Jonathan Kent and all that stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like because like those American values is like what that's how you get to like where you are today. Anyways, you know what I mean? Like that that, that I'm glad that that came back. I felt like that was a very big thing to sort of have. It's just like no it's Superman. It's like Captain America. It's like one of those ones. Like you wouldn't want to take away the America of Captain America, would you? It takes away like from what the character is. He's supposed to be like you know the, in a sense he's like the Hank Hill, the best American you could possibly be. <laughs> now I just want like Hank Hill like dressed as Captain America, sitting with like <laughs> Boomhauer who looks like Thor. <laughs> Fucking, like the Avengers. Like, Dale looks like Iron Man. And Bill's got to be Thor or Hulk, I mean. Yeah, Bill's got to be Hulk. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Boomhauer's got to be... Well, actually, I guess Boomhauer... No, Boomhauer would, would definitely be... Uh, he would definitely be um, Thor, Thor or Tony Stark. I, I, I'm just I, thinking... I feel... Dale would be uh, Tony Stark because he's got, in a sense, it's not like is that, but he's got the computer and all that stuff. I know, but he's, he's the technology guy compared to everybody else. Well, he's a, con- I guess he's a conspiracy theorist, and P- Tony Stark's always super like paranoid. So, yeah, so I, I feel yeah. that would make sense there. But um, but yeah, no, I, I just I, I love the American spirit. It was not afraid to have in this movie, you know, in a sense. I mean, I know that kind of comes with the territory when you make a World War II, like when it's on the American side movie. It's not like you're doing it from like. Well, it's no different than like when you do it from like the Russian side. You get the Russian spirit or something like that. But um, yeah, um, if there were some characters that you wish could have made it into it, uh, which ones would you go with? Well, I, I would have liked to see just a little bit more of some of the Justice Society characters, like Doctor Midnight or something like that. Because I will say, it's like I mean, when you do kind of look at it on like the cover basis, it works. But you you literally have two flashes in here, you know, like. Yeah, I'll say this for the movie itself, it works. The the way that they kind of get it, like I remember when when I first was looking at it just from the beginning, I'm like, do we really need Barry Allen in here? I mean, like, can we just go with Jay Garrett, like, and just call it like good? Like, that's that's our Flash because he doesn't get he gets screen time, but he doesn't get nearly as much screen time as other things, you know. Or it almost makes you kind of wonder, like, you could have like the old school Green Lantern in there and so on, like that too. I mean, I feel it's fine. Like you know, having Wonder Woman there, like that—that's like our like our gateway character. So I'm, I'm, I got no problem with those kind of ones there. Yeah, I feel like you need at least one big character so that you can sell it on like you know, the stands at the store. But um, but I do kind of wish there was a little bit more, like because it really at the end of the day, it's like Our Man's the only real like. I feel like that's the only real main character that's kind of like, oh, here's something you don't normally see. Because Hawkman, he appears in all the Justice League stuff anyways. You know, um, I mean, I know that's like a Justice Society character. But you see you see him quite often, 
you know, we see, you know, of course, even though there's like Flash and so on, like even the Jay Garrett Flash, he's there quite often. Um, you know, Superman, Wonder Woman. Um, who the hell else am I forgetting? Black Canary. I mean, Black Canary just because of Green Lantern's popularity, or not Green Lantern, Green Arrow's popularity. We see quite a bit of her, you know, nowadays too. So it's like, it felt like really Hour Man was the only real, like, big, like, oh, here's our one unique character in a sense. Not saying I don't like all the other characters, because they're all great. And I'm, for the story and everything else about it, it, it all totally works out. But it would have been kind of neat to see just a little bit more obscure characters to sort of take the place of almost uh, some of these other characters. I mean, even, like, having Aquaman there, like, once again, totally works for the story, and I didn't actually expect him to be there, but, you know, Aquaman, once again, is one of your top ten characters. I think it would have been cool if they had, like, someone like Enemy Ace there, because mm-hmm. that's that uh, German soldier who ends up turning on the Germans and helping out the allies. I yeah. think it would have been cool if he was there. Um, if they had maybe, like, some more, maybe, like, a villain or two... Other than, because essentially there, there's no real big villain for them to fight. No, Psycho Pirate's like really like your only sort yeah, of villain. Psych- and all he is is he's Psych- like Jafar and like Aladdin where he just kind of yeah. like controls whoever he's with. Like maybe, I mean, Captain Nazi might be a little too on the nose, but I don't know. I, I think it would have been interesting to have like some of those old villains you haven't seen in a while. Or maybe, you know, you have like like Golden Age Icicle there. It's like, hey, what can I say? They pay well. Or why isn't Sergeant Rock even in here? Sergeant Rock would be good. You know, I mean, I know he had his little short movie, but, like, I, I felt like there, there was just some... Because even, even Captain Nazi, okay, that first scene when Wonder Woman shows up and is kicking everybody's ass, that would have been the perfect place to have him in there, just for, like, a brief moment, and that was it, you know? I mean, That's I, what I don't, you need him for. I, I know now it's getting to, like, sort of, like, the armchair directing and so on. And, I mean, like, here's the thing. I think the movie itself is pure solid. For what it is, it hits, like, on everything and so on. And I know that, like... For you know the, the you know the average Joe going in who's not like the hardcore DC fan or something like that, like this this movie would still give you like all that kind of like extra stuff that would add to like your knowledge and so on. And it's not saying anything like that, but I feel like th- this is kind of like the place where, boy, there's some of these extra characters that like you never know where to plug them in. This is where you'd plug them in at, but we only get a couple of them in a sense. Hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, I think that this one right here is a really. Uh is probably one of their best ones and i can't really think of like me i guess i could sit here and say i wish they had this character i wish i had that character but what they did with the characters they had i can't really complain the only one i can kind of slightly complain about is aquaman being like oh no what have i done rather than getting a moment to come out and do his part and like you know help out you know yeah, exactly. You you know, it's one of those ones like as I said, like every everything kind of works, but you almost do kind of go like, man, you could almost just switch some of these things around just so you could use almost a little bit more. Because I felt like we, we already have a you know, Wonder Woman's our gateway character. We really don't almost need any other gateway character. I guess Flash is our other one there too, you know. And I, yeah, it, it's just one of those ones. But beyond those, it's like it's like we almost I feel like you could almost use any other characters for some of these ones here and just get like a more obscure one. And, you, you know, and, and you're fine. You know, I, I feel like that's about all you sort of need is that one, one, whether it be Superman, Wonder Woman, or Batman. When you got one of the Trinity, you, you're good to go for getting people in the door. Yeah. Well, I also, also feel like, I mean, we can say how much we like this movie for X, Y, and Z, but the reason they probably had, like, Wonder Woman was to help, A, sell it to people who are a little on the fence about it. And then, B, they also probably had Flash there. Like, maybe I recognize him, but at the same time, to kind of give when... Because um, now this stuff, before, it'd be like, these are... Maybe not everybody sees these movies, but they're a lot easier to come by from what they used to be. Before, you know, you'd have to... A mom would probably get it for their kid, thinking it was a kid's movie. Or they might just red box it, or they just might have it on, like, HBO Max, like, in three months, you know? Well, so, well I, I was going to say, by having them, I mean, now this one's not on HBO Max yet, but by having pretty much, like, the general collection of them on there, I think that's kind of what's made them easier to watch. Because, you know, like, ten years ago, it's like, if you didn't buy it on Blu-ray or DVD, you didn't really, you weren't able to really see these movies. So they were totally made for, like, the hardcore fan. So, like, the casual fan, like... He's like, well, I'm not going to go spend 20 bucks on one of these things, you know, so I, I probably won't end up seeing it. But now that you can kind of see them a little bit easier, I think that kind of, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that generally, like, you know, not saying they don't like comics, but, like, you know, maybe they're not into it as hardcore, but they'll, they'll run across these movies at least as time goes on. 
Yeah, yeah, and I that's that that was the point I was going to make. I think that now that streaming services are a thing, it's a lot easier for someone to be like, you know what, I'll check and see what this cartoon movie's about. It's rated PG thirteen. It's rated R. So I'm kind of curious. I like that these movie. I like the live action ones. So I can see people doing that, and then when uh, the Flash movie comes out, and they're talking about you know Ezra Miller Flash hopping dimensions and bumps into Michael Keaton Batman, they're already kind of prepared for it because they saw something similar to that in this movie right here. So I think that's the reason Flash is there. Yeah, to help prepare people for what's going to happen. I mean, it's coming down to the point of like you could really tell like maybe these movies don't happen because of that, but you could tell at least. You know, because time, like, you know, people change, ideas change, plans change. But I feel like a lot of stuff they do, you can see it obviously usually feels like someone teeing up for something. I mean, the next movie is Batman The Long Halloween, and they're making it into two parts. Mm-hmm. That right there, aside from being a classic to fans, it's not like a visual thing that jumps out at you right at the bat. Like, if you just look at the trailer to that, which I still want to see it, it still looks good. It doesn't really pop like other things. At first glance, it just seems like another Batman story, if you don't know what you're looking at. Yeah. But I feel like when people see that, and they're going to see the connections and the similarities to um, the Batman with Robert Pattinson when that comes out, because apparently that's pulling heavily from Long Halloween. Mm -hmm. So I think that all this stuff is always kind of like testing the waters or preparing people for what's going to come next. Yeah, I think that's a lot of times what the, the DCU's almost like, it sounds weird, but it's like the creative focus team of like, okay, we got something coming out, we need to prep people for it, or we need to see if this kind of works, you know, and I think that's a lot of times kind of how they do it, or they'll do it the other way around too, I feel like something like, I'm going to use like with like Constantine, where they're like, well, we lost our Constantine show, but the people that did watch it, you know, because it was on CBS on like a Friday night, really did like it so we're gonna kind of make a couple other little constantine things here they kind of have that character continue on at least in animation form but the, i mean the long halloween I, I i felt like that was the one i knew that that was going to come at some point because but you know that's like one that that's like your big card that you can play i mean like hush you know uh killing joke you know of course you know dark knight returns like these are all like the big of the big batman books and this is kind of like that almost like that last of the really big ones of like the last like i guess you would say 40 years they haven't done yet and it's cool that they are actually going for it and going to do it in a two-parter because i felt like that was the sort of thing about hush is hush should have been a two-parter as well too you know i felt like i mean granted that's like one of those books because you got jim lee artwork in it and even though it's 12 issues long so much of that artwork's so huge and big it makes the story i think flow a little bit quicker than saying that like if it's broken up into more panels and so on like that but still beyond that though that could have been like a big two-parter epic thing and so on but it does seem like in this one they are going to stick closer to the story but then it almost seems like in the second one they're going to try to do their own thing which i still i'm always so iffy about that like i don't know why they always want to sort of like they feel like hey well we're doing an adaptation we got to throw a surprise in there like maybe you don't need to do a surprise (laughs) you know i feel like it's a give and take i think they're going to change the identity of the holiday killer or something i think so um because it's it's not just alberto falcone it's all it's falcone it's also um gilda was helping with it too but and Harvey was gonna start at some point. I remember how it all worked exactly. But um, it's one because Long Halloween is one of my favorite stories. And I'll be hundred percent honest, I haven't read it like in over eight years. And I every so often I'll pick it up and like flip through it and read favorite parts of it. But I, I really got to pick it up again. Looking at it for, I mean, granted it's a two-parter, so maybe some of the things I'm thinking of don't come into later half. And. Even though Long Halloween is more recognized, Dark Victory and Long Halloween are both connected together, and they almost feel like the same story to me to some extent because mm. it's a mystery killer again, same type of setting. And I actually, I, I think I might like Dark Victory just as much as Long Halloween, even though people might say it's kind of retreading similar ground. Um, I think that Long Halloween, like just look at the movie. It looks a little bit more simplified because I'm not seeing all the villains. Now, maybe a lot of those villains I'm thinking of, maybe that's in the later half that I'm not remembering as well, or at least the order of the events. Because I remember you also have, I think, Penguin for a second. I think Mr. Freeze is in there. Because there's at some point when Harvey Dent embraces his Two-Face and he coordinates all the villains in there 
to go and kill, um, I think, Falcone. I think mm. that's what happens. And you have that really cool ending shot to one of the issues where they're just all sitting in the room together. In the desk. In a big yeah, old the... splash page. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, you have, you have like, you had Scarecrow. You had like nearly every major villain out at the time. And you had like, yeah, you had Solomon Grundy, who is definitely in this movie. You had Scarecrow. I think you had Mad Hatter. He's definitely in the Yeah, Mad Hatter was tonight. in there. Joker was in there. Killer Croc. Because mm-hmm. um, Poison Ivy. Um, because it's like because that was the nice thing about Long Halloween is I feel like if someone said like hey I want to get into Batman and know more that always felt like the book you pass him that book and that's a very good like this will catch you up on all the general basics of kind of like what Batman is how the Batman stories kind of go the major characters and so on like I feel like that one is a very very good book just to be like here if you like this you'll probably like be able to dive into more Batman things you know what I mean. Yeah, okay, I pulled up that splash panel, and um, it's not as big as I remember it being, but still, there's, um, I guess these characters could all fit into two movies. It's Catwoman, Scarecrow, Poison Ivy, Penguin, Harvey Dent, Joker, Solomon Grundy, and um, um, uh, Bat- Mad Hatter. Uh, maybe maybe Mr. Freeze pops in for a minute, or maybe Mr. Freeze is in Dark Victory. I don't remember. But I remember there's yeah, like a biggest. I, I don't. You know. I almost don't think Mr. Freeze is in this. But then again, there's some of those ones because the thing is, it's twelve issues long. He might appear just in one issue. Yeah. Well, Mr. Freeze also. I just remember seeing him in Tim Sale's art style. That's all. But that could have been another book, maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I just hope they don't try to. Uh, I hope they just don't try to make it too ridiculous with uh, whatever their twist is. You know what I mean? Well, because it's like I'll say this: like it's kind of like I'm gonna gonna use like Hush as the example as one of them, but you could almost even say also with um, the Killing Joke. But it's like with Hush, it's like the thing is like when they switched up that ending and that one, and then you're kind of like, oh, you went with Riddler. I mean, I I, I, I guess I wasn't expecting to see that, but. That it also... makes sense for the story, because I guess even when reading Long Halloween, Thomas Elliot was telegraphed from a mile away. Yeah. I mean, but well, yeah. Th- you, yeah you, you, Mr. Freeze pops in Dark Victory. That's what he pops in. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, or it's sort of like how even in, like, the killing joke, how they added in that, like, Batgirl, like, sort of different type of, like, origin that... Or, like, not origin, but, like, you know, story in there that really had nothing to do with it. Like, you almost could have just done just the killing joke and called it a day. You, you know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like they, they always have this feeling, like, it, when it comes down to the real big books, that they have to do something of their own flavor in there. And it's almost like one's like, you know what? The book is already so solid as is. Just And here's the thing. The people that are generally also going to be – they might not have read the book anyway. So it's, like, it's going to be brand new to so many people as is, you know. Yeah, I think um, – I, I hope it's not too crazy or over the top, whatever their connect, whatever their split, whatever their um, – whatever their split, whatever their uh, twist is going to be. Because even though I get – it didn't really – it didn't kill it for me. It didn't really ruin it for me. But I guess the twist that Riddler was Hush. Well, my, well Hush is his own character. And yeah. we've never seen him in animation before and other than maybe um, the Arkham games. And even then, he was only a side quest. So this was our opportunity to see, to really see Hush. But at the same time, it's like, uh, I, I get that the twist is telegraphed a mile away. Mm-hmm. And, and but at the same time, it's not, you know, Riddler and Hush are two very different characters to me. Yeah. So that, that was the only thing. I wish there was another way to get that in there. And even if it wasn't Riddler, if it was somebody else. I mean, I still, I watched Hush like a few months ago and it's still, I think that's still a really good movie. Well, yeah. But no, it, it didn't it, have that oomph that the comic had on me. Yeah, it's it's not saying that movie's not good, but I, I felt like because that, that's one of those ones that's like probably one of my favorite Batman books, and I feel like the movie though it still is good, it just kind of feels like it's just it almost has the feeling like it was put on like a made for TV like two part episode series kind of thing or three part episode series where it's just like it just needed a little bit more to feel like you you know what I mean just a little bit more because that hush is such a big book, and then the fact that yeah it does kind of take away that so once again now we got the average Joe watcher is going to assume that hush is the Riddler. You know what I mean? Yeah. For future reference. That's that's what you've established there, is that the average person doesn't realize that Hush is really his own character. They're just going to think it's just like a Riddler costume. There's that, and then there's also, um, I was going to say, 
something I think it did a little better better job of was focusing on the relationship between Batman and Catwoman because if I remember correctly, they go on a few dates as Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle in mm-hmm. the book, and then they end up having. Uh, then he reveals himself, and from there on in, they're basically just working together. Any inter- interaction they have together is in the suit. Yeah. Where in the Hush movie, it's there's like a montage of where they've been together for like a couple of months, and it feels more. It feels really organic. It really does have an emphasis on the relationship. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I really liked that. That was yeah, a good addition. Yeah, that, that was a good expand that they kept. Well, because I think it's also at the time period that was like right coming off the the Batman gets married to Catwoman storyline. So I feel like that's kind of where it started incorporating some of that stuff into there and so on. And I'm not. Yeah, once again, I'm not saying that the Hush one's not still pretty darn good all in all, but like it just it felt like there was just just a little bit missing from it that I hope that when it comes to Long Halloween, they just almost nail it. Kind of like in a sense how like. I mean, I, I know even with um, Dark Knight Returns, you know, there, there's a couple things in that one, too, where it's like, huh, it doesn't have, like, the, you know, the Batman monologue, or, or not the monologue, but um, the narration. Yeah. You know, and so on like that, like, and it feels kind of weird without it, but it's still, like, at the end of the day, you're like, you know, it's still pretty darn solid, and that's, by the time the second one comes around in that, like, they have it going pretty well, so, um, no, I, I totally look forward to it, and once again, like, it looks like it's still kind of in its, like, partway development process you know so who knows that one might not be out for be interesting that because that, that one could be maybe not it comes out, out for september or something doesn't it or august oh is that when it comes out because on the trailer on the trailer september. it just has that thing like look for it yeah you're shit you like batman you're a detective you'll figure out where to find it at <laughs> you know That's what what I mean? we're not gonna give you a date like you know what I mean? Like, shit. How much do you like Batman? How much do you want to be like Batman? We'll leave you with that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make it real hard for you to find the movie. So it's like, a, it, that's part of, that's part of the game. But, um, cause is that there? And then like, I, cause I wonder if they'll space out uh, like other movies in between like the two parts. Cause I can't remember. Oh like, fuck. It's not, it's not like August. It's coming out in June. June oh, okay. 22nd. Okay. Well that one's right around the corner then. Shit. Well then again, like they, they have been pretty jiffy on the spot and putting like, a DCU movie out like at least every three months like in the last handful of years there was that period I remember what year it was but there was that period where they were like late and were almost kind of like they almost were talking as if Dark Knight Returns was the last one like we might be ending it on this guys like fuck and they started kept on putting more out like oh oh never mind no no we're, we're, we're still going so uh well June 22nd probably I mean let's be honest June 22nd for like digital retail yeah, it always, it always takes, Blu-ray, like, two yeah. weeks for, like, the Blu-ray. And I feel like these are the kind of movies that, like, I wish that they would just release the Blu-ray at the same time because, like, that's where you get the full experience. You get the, all the extra additional scenes. You get the special features. You get the previews. You get even, like, the extra cartoons if you didn't have them and so on that go along with it. And then to top it off, like, the other thing that's actually, like, I feel like they've been doing really well is they put the, the, the shorts in there, which are, like, 20 minutes long. So by that standard, you're getting a really full package because they did the Command D one on the Justice League uh, or Justice Society World War II one, and that thing was fucking sick. I liked it a lot. Well, that's also... I think that um, we're talking about... I don't know, how do I put this? The DC Universe movies seem to be, like you said, the group focus. Okay, how can we introduce people to these characters and still appease the fans? How can we kind of, like, lead in someone who doesn't really read the comics? Maybe they played the Arkham games, but Mm -hmm. they don't really keep up with it so much. How can we lead them in and kind of introduce, like, Red Hood to them? How can we introduce Flash universe hopping? How do we do do that kind of thing? And then I think where they really go crazy and where they just fanboy out is these mini-movies. Because that's where... There's a point where, like, oh, yeah, it's a mini-movie. We're doing a fun little um, kind of Shazam, maybe. Oh, we're going to do maybe a Green Arrow one. Yeah. Now they're at the point where they're just like, okay, we're doing Sergeant Rock. We're doing Adam Strange. We're doing Last Boy on Earth. We're doing all these weird-cut shit mm-hmm. that will never... Like, maybe they, maybe they might get one single movie down the line, but they're never going to have a series. Yeah, well, that's what I like about them is, like, they've been able to do these, in a sense, stories that you know for a fact you could never just sell by themselves, you know. But hopefully, like, the way I always kind of look at these ones is maybe it'll generate interest enough at some point. It, it hasn't yet, but to the point where you could be like, well, who wants – you guys want to see a Command D full-length movie, you know? 
Well, here's the thing about the Command D movie. Um, I I know of the character and I've seen him. I have like this big DC coffee ta- coffee book encyclopedia, and I know of him from there. He has like a he has like half a page in there, you know. And then mm-hmm. I've just seen like random covers here and there. So he's not really in a big part of the continuity because I guess he's at the end of everything. So I, I know of the character. But I appreciate that even though they're going with this weird pool, they're saying, hey guys, just so you know, this is the DC Universe. They're in Metropolis right now. The great one that's prophesied. I mean, I, I saw, you know, uh, who else are they talking about? But the, yeah. the great one is Superman, and they have a suit <laughs> It'd be there funny if there's just Batman up there with a bunch of ratchet straps, like, I'm putting the ears back together, guys. <laughs> yeah, you what didn't see like, that coming, did you? What if it's like just something like, the great one who once saved us all, and it's like some real odd, it's like vibe, some like real oddball character no one saw coming. Or it's like a villain, like one of those ones, like where it's like, oh shit, the villain guy was the guy who was actually saving us, and now he's yeah. looked upon as like a great hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something kind of like that. No, I, I think, um, I really like this one. I kind of, um, aside, like, aside from the movie himself, I always look forward to these, uh, Shorts, these short, like, like you know, the Phantom Stranger one was really cool. Yeah, the Phantom Stranger, the, the, the Phantom Stranger father. Yeah. <laughs> God yeah. damn it! Where are you going? Yeah, I want you hanging out with these Charles Manson boys. I just imagine that girl going out looking all dulled up, and like Phantom Stranger still in his fedora, still has like the shadow see over his like eyes, so you only just see these white, piercing eyes with dark. You just, Sitting there in the living room, like, with a newspaper, you know? <laughs> just like, whoa, 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 where are you going? Where are you going? He just, like, manifests in front of the door, you know, like, newspaper folded under his arm. Like, whoa, 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 Not with all that makeup. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, these are the ones, like, I really do think that if they did just say, like, hey, this is going to be our next movie, and it's going to be an hour and a half long or something like that, these could be, like, those ones where you're like, oh, my gosh, these could be so amazing. Because the thing is, too, it's like, I always feel like even the art style, because everything's kind of a little bit more experimental and hardcore in these ones, because, like, even the Command D one, like, the backgrounds in it, I love how they just gave them, like, that kind of, like, 60s, 70s actual comic book-looking backgrounds. And I feel like you could really easily do that and not, you know, don't do that on, like, your characters, because nobody... You don't, you don't want to make that poor South Korean, you know, guy have to draw that over a thousand <laughs> times. But um, if for the backgrounds, it sells like it, it really like you can almost have the characters look the same as any other animation. But you get that background. That's what gave it like that total look, you know. And then Command D is pretty much it's like in a sense, it's like the DC version of like I Am Legend or Omega Man or something like that. You know, a boy and his dog, like boy that kind of like yeah. that new fallout even for like the modern kids. You know, like that's almost like the one where like um it's just kind of the cool concept of it. it's like he's the last boy on earth you know what i mean like and he has to live amongst like you know the planet of the apes people and you know like the rat people and you know the tiger man played by steve bloom yeah well um i feel like that there is that period where dc was getting experimental because like you know what batman's taken off we have we're gonna do more superhero stuff down the line this uh this um What's his? Who's the guy that directed Mad Max again? Oh, um, shit. Um, George Miller. Yeah, yeah, George Miller. Yeah, George Miller is going to be directing Justice League, so we should probably start doing things to introduce all these characters. Okay, let's have New Frontier. Let's do. Let's be. Let's do Wonder Woman movie. Let's do a Green Lantern movie. Let's do. Then after a while, like only Batman, Superman, and Justice League. If you want to introduce another character, you want it to be their movie, it has to be disguised as a Superman, Batman, or Justice League movie. Yeah. And then it just became Batman, Justice League movie. Yeah, and then after a while... Superman wasn't even selling. And then after a while, they're like, you know what? Let's try to... How, 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 what if we... Let's, let's, let's fuck it. I'm not sure if sales went up or if they got ballsy or what happened, but then when they're like, you know what? I mean, Teen Titans Go is selling, but... Let's do a fucking Teen Titans versus Justice League movie. You know what? Let's do Justice Society. Let's do... They just started doing, like, weird, oddball things. And a lot of times when they were trying, like, uh, characters we've seen a lot, they started just getting ballsy with it. I mean, the idea of, like, Justice Society is already itself kind of a ballsy choice. I know you have Wonder Woman in there. But the idea of, like, okay, they're in World War II, they're fighting Nazis. And then you also have Batman, Soul of the Dragon, trying to make, like, a 70s exploitation movie. Mm Mm-hmm. 
No, yeah, it's I kind of like the well. The nice thing sort of was is um, even though I'm wrong, I like these movies. But like when they were trying to do like the connected universe DCU animated movies, where I felt like they were just trying to, in a sense, sort of fall in the Marvel line and so on like that. And not saying that those movies aren't good and so on. I I personally like when the DCU ones though, when each movie can be its own art style, its own take, its own dimension, its own. Because then I feel like the only downfall of those last ones, I felt like we, for, you know, five years straight or whatever it was, maybe it wasn't even that long, but, like, it was, like, they were all stuck in that same kind of art style, you know, and it was the New 52 one, which is, in hindsight, just sounds hilarious for the fact that, like, so many people just don't like the New 52 one, and we were sort of stuck in that New 52, you know, world, you know, and the movies you knew were going to kind of continue, and you knew that, like, this is, hey, this is, the voice actor is always going to be this person, it, you know, this is how they're going to look. Wonder Woman's always going to have that kind of weird costume on the whole time. It took forever for her to get back in her normal costume again. You know, I, I like how now it's like we've kind of gone back to like, no, we're just going to do the one-off movies and we can just do really cool stuff now with it because of that. I feel like they might be doing that again, though, just because the, uh, this has the same animation style as um, Batman... Um what was the last Batman? Sold no, the Dragon? Superman. No, oh, the Superman, Superman, like the Superman afraid of 1950s horror movies. Superman. Uh... Yeah, I forgot what that one's called. Superman. Uh, he's fighting Parasite and Lobo and well, Lex Luthor for a second. Um, I, I, I think really what that is more than anything else, because it has a similar style, but I think they just kind of... Uh, Unleashed. Superman Unleashed, I think. Superman Unleashed. But I think it's one of those ones like... That style just kind of like when they did that Superman one, they're like, oh, that actually looks really good just for animation. That makes, and it almost gave it like a much more comic book feel than almost kind of mm-hmm. like a CG animated kind of, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? Like CG 2D animated kind of look is like that one looked like almost like way more traditional style. And so I think they're, they're just more carrying that look because it looked really neat. I don't think it's necessarily it- that like they're going to start connecting all those together yet. It could be that. It could be that. It's just I'm because you know, um, maybe they're not going as much out of their way for it. But I'm th- I'm just thinking they could be doing that because even in um, Superman Unchained, he's there's like articles and cutouts of like you know Bat and Gotham. Who is this? You know, mm-hmm. and then we get over to this movie and Flash. He knows a Superman, but he doesn't know him that well. And then he goes back in time and he's like, wow, we this this is. Why don't we have more superhero teams like this? And he's going back. I'm like, oh, he's going in with the idea of starting up a league of some kind. And then we go to Batman. And we, we don't really... The movie's not out yet, so we don't know. But Long Halloween's in that same art style as those last two movies. And they're... I mean, Superman and, and um, Justice Society? It could be a different Superman. But, I mean, art style is the same. Looks kind of the same. So, who knows? I guess we'll find out as these go on, though. Yeah, I guess that is kind of true, because, like, why would you have that whole future Flash section if that wasn't leading into something else? You know, yeah. you, you almost could bypass that if you didn't want to get So that does kind of make sense there. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's not the worst case thing, but it's like, I don't know, I, I personally have always been that thing, like, like I, don't, I don't need everything to be so connected. I actually, like, just serialize, just one-off sometimes, you know, and maybe there's, like... You know, it's just like the, it's like almost like a, the way that like a classic 007 movie is. It's, it's the same character going on and on, and you know the the adventures are continuing. But you can almost kind of jump in anywhere. I, I always like that more than being like, you know, like well, you got to watch these first ten movies first, or else you're not gonna have any idea what the hell's going on. The story kind of adjusts to like the like 007's kind of this thing. Like it could be in the 40s, it could be taking place today. It just the it all depends on when the time frames is like the lens you're looking through it, kinda. Yeah, Thanks exactly. Well, it's like it's even going back to that Hush one. I kind of forgot too because that one took place in the Batman, like that continued universe too. Because they they had to kind of archetype it to that as well. So that also kind of like made it feel like it was almost a little bit less Hush and more like, eh, we're just sort of using Hush to kind of interweave to like what we sort of have going on at the moment, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. I, I get what you mean. I didn't mind that they're all connected in that universe. Like I, I appreciated that they had the. Okay, here's our separate universe movies. Here's our connected one. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that in itself is good enough, but I just kind of wish that it didn't end. Like you know, because you, you get introduced to a character, you wouldn't see that character for a while. Next time you really see that character, they're either in the background somewhere or they're getting killed off in just in justly dark Apocalypse War. You know, yeah. like we had a whole movie building up Aquaman, and then we barely Aquaman just kind of a guy in the background. 
and then he's killed off like in a still shot in the beginning of Just League Aqua. Like, and, and you know it's going to get set back to reset back, and, you know, time adjusted and all that. But it's just one of those things of like, uh, yeah, but I mean, well, why are you going to go out of your way to introduce these characters? If you're not going to really do anything with them. That, that was only my thing. And some characters we saw him do a lot with, like Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, of course. But then there's other characters that really felt shafted, I thought. You know, like, as soon as we met him, they're getting killed off. You know what I mean? Like, oh, look, there's Steel. He, he plays a big part in this movie, but he's yeah. going to die like nothing in the next one, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of like here and gone real quick and so on. And, I don't know, at the same time, I, I feel like, you know, if you're just going to do a straight-up, like, animated TV show, like, you know, kind of like Justice League or something like that style, I think having that continue arc, totally fine. Like, I think it works there, but I feel like just... so. I think also, especially when, we, when it seemed like there was only, like, two or three movies coming out a year, and then you kind of realize, you're like, well, two of them are at least going to be the connected ones, so that means there's a, once a year we're only going to get that one experimental film. I, I felt like that was kind of it. Where now it seems like it's kind of nice being able to get, like, multiple experimental ones kind of in a row almost. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll see where these ones go, but I... Uh last couple of these have been really awesome. I mean, there's very, it's very rare than a one comes out that I don't like. Like the only one that I didn't like was Deathstroke. And then beyond that, other ones were like, Oh, you know, this one wasn't as good as uh, like, you know, just league fatal five was okay. Batman Ninja was weird, but entertaining. Yeah. You know? And, but majority of these always come out being pretty strong. So, um, I look forward to what comes out next. Yeah, exactly. That's how I always kind of feel. Because really, like, the the worst one, like, I, I, know, I always look at Batman Ninja. If that's probably the worst one, and it's not really, like, it's not terrible. It's just kind of bizarre weird. and weird. Yeah, and it's like, if that's kind of, like, the worst one, like, that's not so bad, really. Because that's still, like, better than a lot of other things out there, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of how it is, you know. But, um, yeah, I look forward to whatever comes next, you know, beyond just Batman Hush and whatnot. Or not Hush, but Batman Long Halloween. And then just go from there. So, um, yeah, other than all that fun stuff, you can go to oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys, and all that other good stuff. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. Yeah, I'll see you some other time. Later, folks. <laughs>